Welcome to the Beyond Success Podcast, a collection of conversations with the best business minds, captains of industry, and entrepreneurs in the world. Learn what their journey has taught them, how they applied the lessons they learned, and ultimately created six, seven, and even eight-figure businesses. We can't create successful businesses by ourselves, so sit back and let the Beyond Success Podcast be your mentor. Now, here's your host, author, entrepreneur, public speaker, and master money manifester, Daniel Mangana. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the podcast. I'm here with a new friend that I met on Clubhouse, and I was on her podcast, and now she's on mine too. We're going to share some groovy things with you. Please introduce yourself to the audience. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Sarah Beth Burke, and I'm the leading expert on hybrid professional identity. We need to dive into this because... <laughs> I had never heard of hybrid identity before we bumped into on the clubhouse. I looked at your TEDx. It's like, oh, this is really groovy. Then got to learn a bit more about the work that you're doing. You've also got a book, which is on my book list. So we'll be reviewing that on the book review show at some point. If you don't subscribe already, head over to do it with danpodcast.com and be sure to subscribe so you can catch it when it comes out. Anyway, back to the moment, back to the now. You're basically trailblazing a whole series of conversation thoughts and reconditioning around this idea of hybrid identity. I mean, I think I am, but who knows? I I just know that I'm onto something that literally I haven't heard anywhere else. And mm. the more I study it, the more people I talk to, I realize this is a pain point people are feeling far and wide across mm-hmm. all industries. So yeah, maybe I am a trailblazer. I'm gonna I'm gonna anoint you a trailblazer. <laughs> Thank you. Look, everyone's listening. You can't hear, but I'm doing like an anointment thing now. It's like virtual, yeah. virtual anointment. <laughs> What's time and space anyway? It's all relative. So let's talk into what hybrid identity is and really get to grips with what this pain point is. Because I personally, having spent some time with you exploring these ideas, I'm like, I didn't even know that this was a pain point. I thought it was just a pain. Yeah. <laughs> right? But that is a pain point for which there is a solution. And you're presenting that solution and really quit overthinking and trying to fit yourself into a box and allow yourself to be your own bloody box. Own bloody box. Get rid of the box, right? We're in yeah. the matrix. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The matrix. Talk to me a bit more about <laughs> yeah. hybrid identity, the journey to where this came from and, and yeah. where these ideas started to evolve out of. Okay. I'll give you the whole download. So I call it your hybrid professional identity, and I'm pretty specific. I'm just in the arena of who we are in our work, because Mm -hmm. in our daily lives, identity is a very complex spectrum of race, class, religion, um, sexual orientation, ability. So identity is major, and there's hybridity and intersectionality in who we are just day to day. So if you just narrow in, and this is where I research into our work lives and who are you and what do you do? That is pretty complex right there. Mm. And I find it fascinating because we use job titles. That's like how you introduce yourself. It's what's on your business card. And yet people are so much more than a job title. Mm -hmm. And that's where I got frustrated that I felt boxed in and labeled by Sarah Beth is the director of programs. So therefore that's who she is. And I was like, no, that is not me. Mm -hmm. And 
pain point is that people keep saying, I wear a lot of hats. When I interview Mm -hmm. people, I say, what do you do? They're like, I'm a jack of all trades. Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you how many times I hear those expressions, which surface to me, there's something people are are missing. They don't know how to express, define, or articulate themselves. And these catchphrases, like I'm a jack of all trades, are way overused. There's something going on there. Mm-hmm. And then when I dug in further, there's like 20 more words people are using for the same problem. Like I'm a multi-passionate, I'm a gig worker, I'm a multi-hyphenate, I'm a slash, I'm a polymath, I could keep going. Mm-hmm. And yet those words are just synonyms for the same idea of many, that Mm -hmm. you do many things. There's a whole other bucket of workers that are hybrid professionals and don't know it because they don't know the language for it. Mm -hmm. So my framework goes like this. There are three types of professional identity in the workforce, singularity, multiplicity, and hybridity. Mm. So singularity are people that are experts. They have one professional identity. Mm-hmm. Multiplicity are people that are in that generalist area. They wear a lot of hats. They're the gig workers. They have many identities. The third category of professional identity is hybridity because a hybrid is actually intersecting, overlapping interconnecting identities Mm. together and in that overlapping space they become something entirely new and different because Mm. you're marrying these identities and you can't extract and say oh i'm doing this and then i'm doing that that's not hybridity hybridity Mm. is the fusion and the composite of new identities and that's what's exciting and it's Mm -hmm. happening all the time all over the workplace people are like doing social media but also doing product development and they're also an artist Oh, and on the side over here, they've got this, you know, gardener identity. And those <laughs> identities are how they make money. But there's there's unity, there's integration, and they mm. didn't know how to express it. Mm. So my to make it really simple and sweet, my definition of a hybrid professional is a worker who has met many or multiple professional identities and works from the intersection of those identities. Mm. And that's why they're unique. So it feels like a difference that exists between hybridity and multiplicity is hybridity, there's overlap, there's integration. I can be a speaker and an author, for example, but a speaking author, when there's a crossover in how those relate to each other, that's when it becomes hybridity versus multiplicity. Yes. And when I work with people, I even find these levels of speaker, author, coach, strategist are still too high level. Like Mm -hmm. those are not even the accurate labels for who you really are. There's like, you know, what kind of author is Dan? What kind of speaker? Like we have to peel back these layers because we're using general and generic language. Mm -hmm. And that's why we all sound the same. That's the Mm -hmm. issue going on here. What makes you different, Dan? If I'm an author and you're an author, we're both authors on this podcast and we're both speakers, but we are different people. How are we Mm. differentiating ourselves? Mm. It feels like there's a real passion to this for you and not even a passion of like observing this pain being reflected in others, but it feels like there's something a bit personal going on here. (laughs) Are you ready to spill the beans? I'm sassy. Um, (laughs) You know, it's like when you've got that, that like 
a, a prickle on your back and you're like, I've just got to take care of it. It's just bothering me. Mm-hmm. I think I've, I didn't know this was such a big topic when I started on it. it. It did start from a personal pain point of going through my own identity crises in my work. I felt under-recognized, undervalued, underseen. I mm. couldn't find where I fit in the career work world. And so I kept changing jobs or getting more degrees. And, you know, every two or three years, I'd almost reinvent myself because I felt like I need to be seen for all I can bring to the table. No employer is paying me for what I can really do. Mm. And that's why this became a research project, because I thought, why am I struggling? Is anybody else dealing with what I'm dealing with? And lo and behold, I've been doing this research now for over five years. It was my dissertation, and it just continues to build and build. I find many people are in the same boat I was in. I just happen to take it as my own um, initiative to bring this into the world. So I think the passion comes from the point where I know people need this. The more they hear it, they get this amazing aha that is transforming their sense of themselves and their self-concept. It's very empowering to hear this advice and this permission that you can be the combination of your different identities. It's not about, are you an expert or a generalist? Choose one thing. The world can't see you as many, blah, blah, blah. So I think the, the passion comes from the need to give people this tool, this language, and methodology on how to display their intersectionality, how their hybridity is their superpower. Mm. And this wide-ranging magic that comes from that, because when we look at the high rate of burnout, when we look at anxiety and depression in the workplace, when we look at the reduced productivity, especially people now being you know, called back to work after being working from home. A lot of people are, I think I read something, I think it was in Forbes that people are quitting just so that they don't have to go back to working in the office, right? Um, If people were more comfortable in their skin and happier with what they were doing, and of course the confusion and the the stress and the anxiety that's going to come from not being recognized, from not being seen is going to contribute to that, Mm -hmm. then productivity will probably be up. Uh, Retention turnover is going to reduce. So there's definitely benefits to more people um, integrating these ideas into how they're running their businesses, how they're running their teams, how they're leading their teams. Does that make sense? Oh my gosh. There, there is so much benefit to helping people do this identity work, both for themselves, for their teams, for the organization. I think that's why this is such a big concept because it has so many different applications of changing the way people perform, engage and feel content and happiness in their work. Mm, mm, love it, love it, love it, love it. Well, let's talk about the transition point. So we, we did the research project, we've gone out, we've written a book, we've gone onto the red circle, we're showing the mission out. Where Where is this going for you? What's the grand vision for, for taking this message out into the workplace? You know, the the spiritual side of me would say I'm letting the universe let it unfold. I, I don't know. What mm-hmm. I what I do know and feel deep inside of me is that the more people that are influenced and learn about this, the more it's going to help shape 
what's happening in the present and future of work. So we've mm. been stuck in this binary world of workers being experts and generalists for decades and centuries. Mm. Yet the concept of being a hybrid, you can trace way back in history. Like Leonardo yeah. da Vinci was probably OD, a hybrid OD, professional. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't call it that, right? We call him oh. a polymath and all these things. Mm-hmm. So I think when we add this concept to our knowledge and it becomes a widely held belief, as well as something people are hiring for, like I truly believe a high performing team is comprised of people who are experts. They have deep knowledge. It's comprised of people who are generalists, who can move and change and do a lot of roles. And it's also comprised of hybrids. Those three types of professionals need to be on a team. The hybrids are the ones that are translating. They're going in between functions, departments. They're breaking down silos. They're trend forecasters. They're pattern recognizers. These are qualities I constantly hear from hybrid professionals. And experts don't always see the world that way. They can't do that. Mm -hmm. Generalists are sometimes a little bit of that, but sometimes they're just good people of, I'll do this one thing and then I'll do this other thing. They like to dabble and move around. So it's the three types of workers together that help an organization thrive. Mm -hmm. So if managers start to hire for this, and if job descriptions start to say, this is a hybrid role, we need someone with a hybrid professional identity, and these are the parts of hybridity we're looking for, I've seen a job description say that. They're like, we're hiring one part anthropologist, one part MBA, one part (laughs) technologist. And the back of my mind is like, well, that person doesn't exist, except it does. In today's Mm -hmm. age, people are accumulating so many professional identities. You can find that person with that unique combination if you state it in the job posting. (laughs) So I think, where am I going with this? I want to transform the workforce. I Mm -hmm. want to empower the anybody that is struggling creating a career path that meets the complexity of who they are in the work, they finally feel like they fit in and they know how to tell the story of their different professional identities. That's my goal for this. Cheeky question. I love it. Bring it. Why? Why not? <laughs> Come on, give, give me. Give, let, let's go into it. I just, I just feel that the energy that there's something really, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't feel small. I from the from the first time I started hearing this from you, there are people that say, "Oh, I've got this vision for something I want to share with the world," and they make some moves about it. They write a book and pop it on Amazon, but it doesn't. I don't know. Maybe you're just a magical being that just got this battery pack of creation, but it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel blasé. It really feels like there's like a, a rumbling energy behind it. I speak, I think of like Brene Brown, Brene Brown that brought like vulnerability back and made vulnerability sexy. Woo. Yes. Like (laughs) I, 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 I feel that rumbling energy did you am I making sense to you I mean in my heart of hearts I feel I'm in some kind of lane like that like Mm -hmm. we didn't know vulnerability was the thing we need to be talking about and the power of shame until Brene Brown gave us that language like giving people language is an incredible power I've Mm -hmm. I'm learning that and I think giving people this gift of 
calling themselves hybrids and learning how to unpack their hybridity mm-hmm. is in that same thing of learning who you really are. That's big mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. So the why, gosh, I, I think it's opening our eyes, right? It's helping people see themselves mm-hmm. and not just feel like they have to be put in a box. Mm-hmm. And every individual in this world is trying to reach their full potential, essentially, right? We're living our greatest lives. We want to be our fullest selves. Mm-hmm. And the tools to get there have are old. Like people keep saying the same career advice, follow your passion, find your purpose, do mm-hmm. this, do that. And I'm saying, build a Venn diagram, Mm -hmm. look at your intersectional self, dive into that, get really strong and clear. Mm -hmm. Yes, it can evolve. Your hybridity is going to change as you do. But now that you have a structure and a process to deconstruct and reconstruct your hybrid identity, that is a game-changing way to help people self-actualize. I mean, I Mm -hmm. think the power of this is reaching your potential, being in your flow, and finally knowing who you are in the world and your work mm. I kind of see you as like a a conduit of like a new light form coming into the world does that make sense mm-hmm. this is what it kind of feels like it's like people don't really get it and you don't have to get it that's just it's not what it is people aren't gonna what do you mean hybrid or two you're a this is what you are, blah, blah, blah. These old constructs that people are holding are being challenged across the board. And it feels like that energy of challenging existing paradigms, not because there's anything wrong with those paradigms. Some people are still served by singularity on multiplicity, but there are those who are being held prisoner by those paradigms and you're offering them freedom to just freely express themselves. I completely agree. It, it's mm-hmm. opening complexity to something we've tried to simplify. And, mm-hmm. and I honestly, the AI systems people are creating for applicant tracking and all of you know the ways we're trying to look at people that are applying to jobs, breaking you back down to a binary of what skill sets does this person have? What keywords matches their resume mm-hmm. with the job? That is a very binary computer way of looking at people when mm-hmm. people are complexity. So mm-hmm. I think I'm talking about this research as identity is intersectionality and there's intersectionality in the work we do. And if we can figure out a way to process that, then it becomes clearly communicated. And then we have a very different way of connecting and relating with the people on our teams, Mm -hmm. future prospects, um, honestly creating new kinds of products and all of it. Like a quick story. If you look at Chip Wilson, who is the founder of Lululemon, Mm-hmm. His background before he started that company, he was in retail. Um, he was also in snow and sports um, industries, and then he understood fabric science. So from having those three separate areas of knowledge, he had a Venn diagram. And by combining, he noticed an opportunity that, you know, why do people only wear athletic apparel in the studio? Can they wear it on the street? And out of that was born athleisure. Mm-hmm. So athleisure was an intersectional hybrid concept. Mm. And that's the power when we merge our own identities together, we give birth to things into the world that are products or companies that are hybrid too. Mm. 
Yes, I'm very familiar most quite recently with Lululemon when we're in Mexico City just now. We took a trip to Lululemon. I've never been. Oh, you to, haven't been? I'd never been before. So this is the first time that my credit card has been subject to the <laughs> Lululemon. <laughs> to the Welcome to the group. <laughs> yeah, to Lululemon. Olga was very happy with her Lululemons. Um, I was very interested to learn more about Lululemon in such a first-handed way. But yeah, <laughs> I do. I do get it. Um, that hybridity is an idea that moves into so many areas, and I love that you said we're allowing a complexity to something that's been oversimplified, but that complication actually allows a much cleaner simplification. Yes. It's like a full loop round. We it's go into the, it's like, I don't remember the word, disentropy, when everything falls apart to come back together mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. That's it falls exactly back right. into, the, into the complexity in order to come back to, I'm just me. Yes, yes, yes. More than my title. I'm more than this title you're trying to label on me, but I have to go into the complexity of what, of allowing myself to experience what these different things are. A Venn diagram, like a, a mind map looks messy sometimes. I jot down all of the things and then I find the connective dots and then I find that simple path. Yes. I mean, the basic tool here for anyone listening to take away is who are you in your intersections? Mm-hmm. So at, at a basic level, just start telling people, I work at the intersection of, in my case, it's art and design and education and research mm-hmm. that I have a four circle Venn diagram. And I tell mm-hmm. people four is your upper limit because mm-hmm. the more circles, the more intersectionality. So it gets too complex. And honestly, we don't balance it well in our, how we show up, mm-hmm. but um, three is sort of the best sweet spot I've seen for people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just looking at who you are at the intersections of your multiple identities is the first question. And that is my key research question. Mm. Amazing, amazing. For people that are experiencing an, an awakening or a, a rumbling around this discussion and are looking for ways to bring some of this, whether it's into their life as an employer, part of a team, or as a leader, or even a, a leader, a business owner, thought leader, what are some of the ways that they can perhaps be more deeply supported by what you're doing? Yeah, I, we're at the, the early part of the crest of this wave, right? So I do think education and awareness is the basic stage that we're mostly in is helping people understand this concept exists mm-hmm. and then helping educate people about what it means and what it looks like. So it's not so um, weird to show up and start talking about or just kind of unknown. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the first level, right, is just building that awareness. The second part, though, is to start getting more comfortable about asking people, hey, Dan, what are your multiple professional identities? Mm -hmm. And most people, when I ask them that, they just list 20 things. They sound (laughs) like identity soup, Mm -hmm. which is already part of the problem. Like most people don't know what their primary professional identities are Mm. versus all of their identities. (laughs) So getting comfortable with that kind of language, because if you're interviewing someone and most people today bring multiple identities to the table. So let's start talking about identities and not just skills. Mm. What you do does not mean that's who you are. Mm -hmm. And identity is something that 
is what you call yourself when you're doing your passion and your purpose. That's kind of how I map it together. Mm. So I think in interviews and applications and networking, we need to just ask people, how do you see yourself? What are your different identities? Maybe you have multiple areas of expertise. Tell me your top three or four. From that, the next step of the conversation is, well, how do they fit together? Because it's not just the multiplicity, right? It's the interconnection integration side. So when you start to explain to me, you're the speaker and author and podcaster, and maybe there's another core there, then I'd say, well, why? Like, tell me how they fit. And you would give me really interesting stories of the way you do it and the way you combine and the beautiful you know, creations that come out of it that are unique to you. And then I would share mine we would have a much deeper understanding of each other, as well as recognition and awareness of like, oh, when I need to work with this kind of podcaster, author, whatever, I'm going to go to Dan because this is the way he uniquely does it. Mm. So there's sort of this dif- differentiation and value prop we really get to with each other. Mm. That's yummy. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. That's definitely yummy. For people tuning in that are like, I love it. I want to contact you and have you be the person to have that conversation with. Is that something that's available for people? Oh, yes. So come to morethanmytitle.com. Mm-hmm. I have my book. There's mm-hmm. also a workbook because I have a whole process on how to find your hybridity. Um, there's a number of free handouts. My top one that people love is the hybrid identity elevator pitch mm. because it gives you a process that's like a Mad Lib. You kind of fill it out and... 10 seconds, you can start to explain more clearly than ever before who you are. Mm. And then I offer weekend crash courses and I'm obviously doing speaking as well. I Mm -hmm. really am trying to encourage a lot of different opportunities to meet and work with people. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And this uh, this Mama Seat is also bubbling around on Clubhouse, so be sure to follow her there. We'll pop links to everything in the show notes, including her show and the book, the things. We're going to pop everything in the show notes so that you can come and hang out in her hybrid, yummy, game-changing, trailblazing world. It's so yummy. I'm glad yeah. you like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming in, hanging out with me today and introducing this beautiful concept to the listeners. Uh, guys tuning in, all of the things, links, go and get, uh, go and start with the workbook, start working on the elevator pitch, start building out that Venn diagram, read the book, listen to some interviews of people that Sarah has had the opportunity to speak to and speak about the process of identifying the complexity to come back to the simplicity of a fully owned and heart-centered hybrid identity. Hmm. It's hybridization. Hybridization all up in this PlayStation. PlayStation. I'm going to stop now. Guys, we'll be back the same time next week. Please do like, subscribe, share, rate, review, all of the things. That would mean the world to me. Really, really would. Thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll make sure that people get the chance to come and learn about you. And um, yeah, make the world a better place for sure. Dan, I had the best time with you. I should have sung <laughs> in the intro the way that you sung, but <laughs> next time I'll, I'll come rehearsed. You come rehearsed next time. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. We'll catch you next time, guys. Until then, keep dreaming with your eyes open. Remember, you can consciously choose a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven, hybrid life. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Beyond Success Podcast. We hope that it has been of service to you. For more information and to stay up to date with the latest from Daniel Mangena, please head over to dreamwithdan.com. We'll see you for the next one.